evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock, the quintessential Rocket League podcast for all things in the EU esports scene. My name is Switchblade J, and joining me for this fantastic RLCS special through the power of icons, since he's just moved into a place with internet so shit that he can't actually do cams today, is Digital Bacon. My friend, how are you doing this fine Monday night? Doing okay, considering I only set up my PC about 45 minutes ago and have been running meetings the whole weekend off of my phone. So actually being at a PC, it's like a comfort blanket for me at the moment. So I'm loving this and definitely getting in for a very special podcast today. Very, very special indeed, because we're not the only ones here. It's RLCS weekend oh. coming up very, very soon. So we brought on some special guest experts to break the entire bracket down as we go through our Pick'em competition. Introducing the lovely Scotsman, Mr. Craftsman, <laughs> and the lovely uh, Elite Series coach, that is Doomsy. Gentlemen, how are you doing this evening? Uh, very well, thank you very much, Jay. And wonderful Scott. What did you describe me as? The wonderful Scotsman? The wonderful Scotsman. Uh, the spooky yeah. Scotsman is what you were going to be. Spooky Scotsman. That's what, that was last month. That was That's last month. Special yeah. Scotsman. I can't let... I can't let very special, saucy Scotsman. Spicy, spicy Scotsman. Just throw adjectives. Static Englishman. <laughs> just like just start chucking like wow. loads of different insults to each other it's fine but yes we brought on Crafton and doomsy because we are each going to be doing our own pick and prediction bracket we've got a little spreadsheet where we're going to be showing up a little bit later on in the show where we've all decided to make predictions on how the entire land is going to show out uh so that's going to be a lot of fun we've all got our little bits and pieces that we can talk about but first i do want to get into a little bit of news and actually it's a great opportunity to get into some news with some special guests on because earlier this this week, the uh, Rocket League overlords that be have announced that finally uh, they have decided to put in-game items into the game. Uh, obviously, if you have been watching the podcast regularly, you'll know that I have had hissy fits about this in the past. Uh, the well, epic rant that was... That, that's putting it lightly, yeah. I mean, I was shouting at the top of my lungs, but... um. Uh, yeah, they've addressed it. They've said that by the end of the season, they will actually have some sort of in-game items going on. Um, initially, this story broke and everyone was really, really hyped and really, really excited. I know that I was. Uh, for a, I was definitely excited. Like, But uh, there have been a couple of behind-the-scenes elements that have confused a lot of people, if not put this a bit more into a political perspective, I think. Yeah, definitely when you look at they, it, talking about... Um the context provided by some members of the community where essentially it all came down to these orgs writing to Sonic saying, we need this now, we need it, otherwise we're not going to be able to stay within the scene for long. And it near enough playing Sonic's hand at this. And I mean, Sonic's is saying they've got to come up with a whole brand new system to supply org items in game, which I can't really see being a thing because how... How do you divvy up a new way to make DLC or in-game stuff? It's all been done unless there's something completely out of the bag and it's awesome, then I'll eat my own hat. I'll find a hat first to eat. But I don't really know why it took so long and why they had to be so secretive about it, Jay. Yeah, and obviously, you know, silence is no different from anything, really, in Psyonix's mm. point of view. Um, as you say, you know, Cloudfuel kind of leaked the idea that the organizations wrote a big letter, uh, finally forcing the hand of the devs. Um, I think that's a great thing for the esports scene overall, obviously, you know, we've been wanting this for a very, very long time. Um, what? 
<laughs> random noises coming through was that uh was that ben? Yeah, I said, yeah, that was our producer ben's yeah, ah, yeah okay. <laughs> he's a popular <laughs> boy he gets phone calls he gets he, he, he's he, he's a busy man obviously um uh but yeah no uh, i i'm really hyped about this um we got two guests on and i really want to talk to uh, uh talk to them about this whole thing because obviously it's a major thing in the whole scene so i'll start with craftman really quickly i just want to get your thoughts on in-game items and how you think this is going to play out for the rest of Rocket League? Yeah, so again, this is something that I know a lot of the community, especially me, we've been wanting for quite a while. Um, like you said, Jay, the, the way that they're going to do it, again, being really, really secretive, very psionics about it, to be quite honest with you. It's the psionics way, just being va very vague information-wise. Um, but it's going to be interesting either way. I think they, they have been lagging behind, say, the likes of... Uh, of CSGO, um, I imagine Dota and League of Legends, do they have in-game in items as well, I imagine? Um, I'm not sure about Dota. I know CSGO definitely does. CSGO yeah. definitely has it. Um, so, so it's something that Rocket League is definitely lacking, and something that I don't think would have been so difficult in the past. I think maybe trying to get the orgs behind it, but then again, you say they've, they've already got their own deals going on, they've been wanting it for a long time. So maybe it's something to do with licensing rights or something like that. And again, they mention about how they want to go about it. Who do they want to sell them? Do they want to give it away for free? It's going to be really interesting to see how it works. I mean, I mean, Jay, you know all about uh, the CSGO stuff. How does it work in CSGO uh, at the moment? I mean, for it's... It's pretty basic. If you qualify for the major, which is the world championship, runs two lands every year, then mm. you get in-game items, in-game stickers, in-game graffitis, essentially that you can that people can buy. And then it's a 50-50 split between the organization and the developers. And if you also get you can also get a signature sticker for each individual player. And by that it's a 50-50 split between the developer and the player themselves, the one that they get from the uh, from the signature itself. Uh, it's a flat rate as well. Everyone has to agree to it. Um, mm -hmm. Else you don't get a sticker in the game. So Valve yeah. literally don't give a fuck. <laughs> they just yeah, like, that. This is it, it makes sense. It makes sense that you wouldn't charge, say, I don't know, five pound for a Dignitas uh, sticker, well, decal and flag pack. Whereas we just you would spend two pound on, say, a tainted minds one. Um, just just for example, it, it would have to be consistent. And then I think consistency has always been a sticking point for the RLCS and well, RL esports as a whole, where orgs kind of switch in and out. I know they've got the kind of you know, you, you stay in RLCS if you're in the top six uh, for next season. So that's brought about that st stability. Um, but again, I think it's maybe just Psionics being a little bit too conservative with it and saying, oh, these teams might be out of RLCS next season. We don't want to give them in-game items just yet because they've not been able to prove themselves, which I, 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 don't, I don't know, can be, can be a little bit controversial. But I, again... It's going to be interesting to see how they work it and how if if items disappear for teams who drop out of the world championship etc um or are out of league play i should say um but again it's all in psionics hands and if they're being really psionicsy about it and not giving us too much information as usual it's uh yeah. it's uh, not something that we're going to take uh, we're going to take it with a very heavy pinch of salt put it that way what if, ah, just yeah. going to say on the counterpoint, what if they've taken so long because they do want to swap up the system? You know, we've also been near enough begging for more than eight teams in RLCS. So what if it's like mm. they just want to do it all at the same convenient time? They don't want to announce the change in the system, but they've been sort of forced to 
you know, make this announcement and it's just not working. What do you think, Ryan, on that sort of regard? This is just what Cyanix do. They, every single... <laughs> uh, I, I've given up hope on Cyanix about two years ago, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Cyanix just basically... Rocket League is their little baby, right? Because they're an indie company that started off with battle cars and then they exploded. Um, and so they've had to, like... they've they're, they're still sort of treated like an indie company um in the sense that they do things very like slowly and carefully but they need like a bigger manpower to like if you're going to be a big esport you need obviously a lot of manpower to deal with it um Sinex just they don't want to make any sudden changes like they don't want to scare off their baby or whatever so they don't like anyone else interfering with them like i i know firsthand like the experiences that um uh that a lot of people have had with Sinex, and it's basically they just don't like anyone interfering they don't like anyone outsourcing they don't want they want to do everything internally and they do it very, very slowly. So basically they do the right thing. They just take years to do it. So the in-game items, I always knew they were coming. It's just, I knew it would take several years before anything would like happen. Um, and I think that like, as Cloudfield said about the, uh, like how the orgs dem uh, wrote a demand letter, I think that they, they literally, they just said, um, they probably had something planned, but they were taking absolute ages to do it. And they, the only reason they ever they said something was because of that letter. And they're just gonna, like, I don't know what they've got planned. Like, they just they just take absolute ages to do the simplest thing, honestly. And when it does come out, it's just broken anyway. Um, so I mean, this it so they, it will come out after season seven. So it's not like another seven months time. Um, and whatever new process they've got, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't obviously not a game developer, but I'm, but I'm figuring it's been like what years in the works now, surely, of like this new system. And I mean, honestly, you can just get. They, they, they say themselves, I can't remember who it was, um, the representatives of Cyanix have said like, oh, you know, it's not as easy as just putting in decals of orgs and then just selling it and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, it is. What you can do is just put those DLC packs in the Steam shop to buy as DLC. And when that team leaves RLCS, you take it down from the shop, you keep that item forever. Boom, yeah. there you go, you update it. So you've got to get it soon. Like that gives more urgency to buy it. It doesn't even the good thing about this system is like or doing the in-game items you really can't really go wrong with it like I, I if you add items right and then the rlcs team for the uh, like the rlcs team gets knocked out or whatever the rival series and out the rival series or whatever let's say like xl for example like they're in you, you know bought an xl or decal oh crap they're out of rlcs but i'm still supporting them in the rival series now they're out of the rival series like us okay but you know if you whether you want to keep xl in as something you can buy anyway fine if you want to take it out Fine, but like keep the item like it doesn't really matter i don't think anyone really care one way or the other like that much they just want the item in, in the first place and there's just so much like just add some sticker that's a banners like as a flag if you want people just buy anything it's like there's so much mm -hmm. potential mm -hmm. so, i don't know i mean it's probably gonna be a thing with a cut right but honestly just do like yeah the flat rate just to be like okay we'll just like here's a percentage we're gonna do this and that and like look honestly the amount of like art that you, like when you're creating a new map right the art the art team obviously have to put a lot of effort in creating you know you know the, the entire stadium and the surroundings and everything that i imagine that takes like hundreds of times more effort to make than a flag with a logo on it like yeah, you yeah, could yeah. i can do that in photoshop in about 10 yeah. minutes just put a flag <laughs> and a logo and it's, it it, it's something like, that the orgs can pitch in on they can say all right we want say the cloud nine logo on a flag or worked into a octane decal or something yeah. like that it's not on all on psionics but again you, you mentioned zimzy about Sionis, they don't want people interfering from outside. They all want to do, they just want to do it all themselves. And I think being closed off to outside pressure like that or outside influence 
is it, it's hurting it's hurting the oh, esports yeah, yeah. scene as a as a big hole. Yeah, and 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 then that's another problem I just had with Psyonix's actions as a whole. Like they just don't act quick enough. Like Rocket League's meteoric rise was in 2017. We're coming up to 2019 now, and unfortunately, with the numbers of viewership looking like they're dropping across the board, uh, you know, it, it feels like the hype train has certainly left the station uh, on on that front. So I'm not sure how much this is going to correct things. I'm not sure how much uh, attention is going to bring back to Rocket League. Mm. I do hope that Rocket League still becomes profitable because we've seen that oh, God, know, yeah. e esports scenes can be profitable. Like I don't know if you've been keeping up with PUBG. They just announced their pro league circuit and like. $100,000 lands for PUBG still only get like 10, 15,000 viewers. That's like, that's fucking chump change compared to what, you know, Rocket League is getting at the moment for online league play. Uh, so, you know, you can make it work, but the great thing that PUBG has done as well is they've actually like, decentralize things a little bit they've allowed different companies to take control of the different pro leagues across the across the way and they've made individual deals they've all come in with a plan from the start and they've enacted on that very very quickly and you know it's just a comparison point that i don't think psionics are doing uh with rocket league i just wonder if it's too like late like um like a lot of companies a lot of games have you know they, they've thrown in so much money because they just want yeah let's make our game an esport and they just throw it in with the money and and then everything just crumbles because they've just invested so much and they get no return. And they're just like, well, they've now completely deflated. So yeah, I get Sonic's viewpoint to avoid that. But they just obviously, I've never seen a game more in the other extreme of just being as slow mm. as ever. And I wonder, like, it's good to be slow and careful and steady. Like the fact that their prize pool has been going up like consistently and there's no been like any like drops or anything is like, you know, that's a fine point. But I, I wonder if they've like, it's it feels like they've, they're so slow that they've missed the point that they're supposed to like uh, capitalize on. So like the hype, like you said, like the hype sort of gone down for a while now and they're trying to build it up, but like, it's already too, like it's too far gone in a way. And I wonder if it's like too late for that. I don't know. Yeah. I think you could also say that the hype kind of builds when you get to the weeks with the world championship in it, like yeah. or the week, the weeks surrounding <laughs> it, like before and after as well. You had it with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with London earlier this year. And, uh, uh, Washington and now building up to uh, Las Vegas as well. The hype is starting to build again. People are starting to uh, I, I talk about Rocket League in a, a much more broader sense. But again, it's it's keeping that consistent throughout, not not just between World Championships, but all year as well, uh, and throughout each league play. Because league play, <coughs> I'm guilty of excuse me, uh, I'm guilty of my, of myself as well. I don't really pay too much attention to league play and i sort of slowly build up and get more, more and more interested in it towards the end of the season then for the playoffs and world championship um but it is, it is about keeping that interest going all year round and uh psionics uh, they're not going about it in the right way and i think uh one of the other things as well i know this is kind of tailing off from decals at this point but we, we talked we talked about psionics wanting to keep everything in-house in as well where it that detriments from communities and uh land say in the uk for for example insomnia um keeping rocket league going there psionics they need to start investing in these sort of smaller lands not just in the uk but are in europe and the americas as well uh and just sort of keeping that hype train rolling throughout the year not just for their own world championship yeah it's 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 very interesting because um like I think this, it's good. I think we need to like get to the source of the entire issue, and the source is mm -hmm. just Sionix's, um mentality and how they develop their game. Just carries on throughout how they develop it as an esports scene, and it it's like 
the, the main thing is if you if silence just like listened more to what other people to like what like other people who have like had experience in esports in other games or just you know organizations you know, I, I would say like the community like you listen to them as well but like the fact that they're not even listening to people who have like years of experience and how to like run an esports scene um and like the organizations themselves that are like are basically helping your entire scene and if they drop out you're just basically screwed um if if they could just if there was somehow you can get them to listen to <laughs> to these people that will help like a, a key difference here right is is like anytime we give suggestions for, like back, back in like season one when i was in rlcs and like all the way up until nowadays whenever i can give suggest i give so many suggestions to psionics right um and every single time it was just met with like you know like a, if it was no response it'd be a generic like oh thank you for your input like nothing happens right and then they would do that suggestion two and a half years later and i was like <laughs> and it's met with rounding applause and we're like well me and the entire community have just been saying this you finally do it and look what happens it's successful and like the difference is right gfinity like i love how gfinity run that like run uh run the whole event right because i literally go sometimes i have a lot i go oh, I have an idea actually go up to one of the producers in gfinity time messages oh yeah i got this idea like you know you want to do this blah blah and he goes hey that's a well good idea i'll, I'll talk to my uh you know talk to the higher ups wherever comes back to me like two days later it's like yeah we're gonna do that next week i'm like next week all right <laughs> it's like, and it's done it's like four seasons they've evolved from season one to season four more than like cyanix have in you know, three and a half years or whatever so it's it's just like just you just gotta listen man i don't know what it is there's something yeah. about it yeah that's a point i made a few weeks ago it's like psionics have the major disadvantage of not having an excuse because their game is so young they've had like 20 years of esports history to go back and take a look at all the mistakes and correct those and do things the right way they just have been so slow to actually do that that it almost is like doing it the wrong way in a new style so uh it, mm. it does suck again you know i think everyone has a lot of faith in rocket league but that faith is slowly slipping away um i don't know if this is just going to stop the bleeding or whether you know whether whether it is has been too late as doomsday was saying earlier well just to sound that point the big comparison i always make is to rainbow six siege because it came out very much the same time i think siege came out half a year later and what siege did straight away was went with esl so you know science went with twitch uh they went with esl because they already had the system and run it uh did everything you know straight off a rainbow six twitch uh account like Sykes did. Then there was also a second ESL Rainbow Six account purely for the off-stream games that couldn't be so shown because you know with CS definitely they'll have two matches going on at the exact same time because they're bigger, longer games and they need to get through it in two days instead of Rocket League that has gone to a three-day LAN. That's just how they deal with it essentially. Now, if you could get say Rocket League and the ideal time would have been the start of the year to near and go, okay, we've got an exclusive partnership with uh mlg or esl where they're going to be doing the necessary off season but running a second tournament throughout that time you'd have been able to keep the whole hype going esl would have been able to put on um a great production themselves and it would be trusted because it is esl say or another big name but sonics would have gone with the agreement of you can't outdo our prize pool for rlcs you know you just say like oh the rlcs one's going to be one million this time around the ESL tournament in the off-season has to be 750,000, as an example. So that the RCS still is the big one, but the off-season one is still relatively worthwhile and it's being done by a very trustworthy source, which Sonics can go and just 
give essentially over and not have to worry a bit too much which again is just them they've got to change their mindset on it really yeah so what was it yeah. like kind of like down the line with csgo with the major the face at majors mm -hmm. and the minors and all that leading leading into that is that kind of what you're saying yeah pretty much and you yeah. just have a whole system essentially that sources from different tournaments and that i, I suppose you've kind of got that in a very vague way with renegade cup um sort of outsourcing it to the community mm. organizations yeah. who've been around there for a while but then again that's still all kind of that's still all controlled by psionics and house in some way shape or form uh whereas i think if you give the freedom to some uh to say esl for example they could they could just run away with it again maybe not uh put on uh, a big spectacular like the like the world championship or well mm -hmm. in, in terms of prize pool but they could still do a big lan event just not have you know the the, the prize pool that the rlcs would have well the key thing about it is always that sonics don't even need to let it go as high as seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars you could go 500 250k for that sort of uh, uh, that prize pool and just limited by that amount because even the top teams are still willing to compete in in very low prize pool tournaments like you know a few months ago we had the rival 1k cup dignitas were competing in a one thousand dollar cup like you mm. know the demand is there for top tier yeah. hockey league. You don't need to go to the point where you're approaching a million dollars. Just have to give us something, mm -hmm. and, and and that's the thing that Sonics are missing out the most because they don't even need to fund it. They just go to an ESL or a Star Ladder or any other big tier organization and just say, put on a tournament for us at whatever price pool uh, that's not, let's say, below five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you yeah, like. What what season was it? Season four was it, or just after season four World Championship? You had the E League, uh, the mm, cup with that. Three, that kind of was. was it season three? Uh, yeah, I knew it was sometime, sometime last year. Um, if you had something like that more consistently throughout the year, I think that could sort of be the the caveat to that. But I think Psionics may maybe the reservation is flying players out. But then again, Dim Dimsy, what would you say if you were if you were still playing? Um, well, I've I've just touched the nerve. <laughs> 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 yeah, wait, wait, on that he note, the injury, don't worry, he'll surely, come back. He'll come back. I was just sitting there waiting for you to finish your question. I was like, yeah, oh yeah. I'm All right, okay. Uh, I just, I just saw your face turn. I'm like, mm, yeah. No, I'd actually <laughs> just be staring at you, like talking. Say if you if you were still in the in the RLCS, would you? Oh God. <laughs> well, you, well, you would be fine like flying all over the world going to these land land events as long as like you know it was all paid for and all that and you were competing yeah, yeah. at a consistent rate yeah, yeah like it's it's so i mean going to a land is always really fun like people like it's it's quite interesting because like gfinity right there's a lot of people from europe who have to fly over mm -hmm. um so a lot of the players be like oh i love this like met sonoris is a key example he loved flying out every week and just playing at a land setting um but some players just cannot be asked to travel um, whether it's because obviously, like, even though Gfinity, you know, like, you know, the price pool is like, uh, it's hard to work out, but like, it's like 40 grand or something per game. But it's like, even though I think maybe because you have to fly out every single week, it might be a bit of an issue. Um, mm. But like, if you fly out for a land, it's like a three day, well, actually, you go for like a week, wouldn't you? So you fly, they fly out on like the Wednesday or whatever, and they come back to mm. a month. So it's like yeah. five days, so they're going out. Um, people would obviously love that, especially for a world championship. Like, they'd be like, people don't care about the travel time so much. Um, they just want, you know, because we'll pay. I don't think it's not really a money thing anyway. We we all, we focus. There's a lot of focus on like the monetary value of like going to these events and everything. But at the end of the day, people want to play. Like whenever people, I'm guaranteed. Whenever like 
Dignitas, for example, win RLCS, the, the last thing on their mind is like, oh, look how much money I just won. It's more like, we just won RLCS! And they're just going <laughs> mental because it's like a big event. Um, yeah. But it's interesting just that there's to... so much focus on, 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 on prize money for like esports because esports is every single tournament across every esport. It's like, we've got like a $1 million prize pool, $10 million prize pool. In sports, it's never mentioned. Like, if I tell you how much like people mm. the winner of um, like, uh, uh, like uh, Wimbledon, the Premier, Premier League, right? or something. You guys like have no idea. Like, I have to Google. I have to Google. I'm like, oh, yeah, so it was actually. I think it's like 15 million or something. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like I wouldn't have any of it, or, or like the Premier League or anything like the Champions League. Yeah. You would never clear how much they win. It's all about the, the about the title and about that exactly being the champion of whatever. As I mean, like Bacon, you mentioned Wimbledon. I think they don't mention that throughout the entire thing. I think they mention it right at the end, saying, "And the men's champion winning." 16 million pound roger federer then that's the only time it's ever mentioned yeah 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 and just to add on to that point like you were saying we're flying out every week in a lot of sense for these players it's their job you have to yeah. fly out every single week and i think that's the biggest problem with players in rock league at the moment is there's not any professionality to it, it they don't see it well in that no, sense that's true. They don't that's see true it as hell. As i'm agreeing yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. still think they like you know that's too much hassle to do you have cs players that will move let's say from scandinavia over to america and you know be in a house with their teammates and that because they have to be the best that's how you do it gamer houses again aren't really a thing um the last time i remember there being a big one was endpoint when they were in the gfinity series and how yeah. well no that that bumped them up massively as their ability where they were grinding it out every single day with each other and that and that's something which is lacking from rocket league because again one team hasn't stepped in we know with the wages it was mocket jumping in setting it up if you have one of the big teams suddenly step it up let's just say dignitas want to step up their dominance anymore make this dynasty last for 10 oh, seasons don't use that word. it's been what a year of winning like come on a dynasty <laughs> yeah. genghis khan is rolling in his that's a third right of now. the time of rocking league's life that's quite a long period uh, but it's that point dynasty. of if they were to suddenly set up a gamer house themselves get them all together in let's say france or whatever yeah, they would get even better, and that would be awesome to see. But Dignitas has no reason to set that up at the moment. There's no point for them because they're already on top. Yeah, well, it's interesting because a lot of Rocket League players are really young. So, mm. like, yeah, you know, they're at least like nine, 19 is like the average age for a Rocket League player. Um, and at that age, for a pro, like, anyway. a of, yeah, a lot of them are still living at home, so it's kind of weird to sort of just move out. And a lot of them are at school or at uni or whatever. So it's sort of, which is why a big part, of, like, because a lot of um. You know, like tournaments, you know, LCS, whatever, they'll have it over throughout the week. So it's obviously going during your work day, but then obviously everyone mm. in LCS is their, their, it's their job. So it's like, it's what they do. But in Rocket League, it's like, oh, well, I can't go there because I've got to go to school. But when it does come to RLCS, they have to actually miss like three days of school or whatever because they fly out on a Wednesday. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, that's probably a big reason why no one really uh, moves houses. But it's just Rocket League isn't quite that serious. It's a bit more a casual esport. Mm. But isn't it? It is a very well. Talking on that same note, when you look at like CS and that with the younger players that suddenly becoming pro, they will drop school at eighteen. You know, as soon as they yeah. can, they will drop it. Yeah. And you don't see that of Rocket League. Everyone knows it's that I've still got to go to uni and all of that because if this falls, I need to have an actual career to fall back on. You know, have yeah. that degree and everything, which is another part of the problem. It feels like players can't put the one hundred percent into the game 
the top ones at the moment, the pros at the moment are doing it and it's showing it through their dominance essentially, but they're the ones with the money. Your RORS players can't put in a hundred, you know, a hundred percent of their time because they're not in RCS yet. They're not making the big money that they can then put savings and then use that to go on to a coaching role or whatever esports job is going to be down the line for them. It's just, it's, it's a weird difference level between and- them. And then it's, the it's... sort of flip side to that, so sorry, Jay, uh, but the kind of flip side to that is if you do have an RLCS team, say, I don't know, a flip side, for example, if they fly all their players out to uh, Germany or whatever, set up a house there for the season, and then they got, get knocked down to Rival Series, what happens What happens then? Is that all done? Is it going to keep going? And then they say the next season they get knocked out of Rival Series. It's pretty much over at that point, and there's nothing really to fall back on. I, I mean, you mentioned with the, like a... Uh, Counter-Strike players, they just sort of give up as soon as they go pro. That's it. That's their career. With Rocket League, because it's less established with CSGO, with CSGO, you've got events throughout the year. They've got the minors, majors, et cetera, et cetera. I know, Jay, you can talk about that for, for days. Um, oh, yeah. I, I literally, I was about to transition to that point because I was going to say there's so yeah. much more confidence in Counter-Strike because um, I'm just looking at Liquipedia now. Between now and the beginning of December, we have six premier LAN events oh, jesus <laughs> it is the uh, big one of, the yeah six <laughs> LAN events that have at least a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs like that's that's nuts that's, and well like, that's the point i was make making to the top tier even if you can't make the top tier there's so much out there mm-hmm. there's so much out there for counter strike you can't say the same thing for rocket league so well, it's a very big difference in terms of differential in, in confidence yeah, and the difference just with CS, the face it won in London recently, um, that was, you know, $1 million. But at the same time, DreamHack up in Canada, I think it was, I can't remember, or DreamHack Atlanta, I can't remember which one it was, had $100,000. Toronto, that's it. Uh, had $100,000 going on at the exact same time. So the weaker team suddenly looked at that and went, oh, crap, I can quickly go get some money from there. Because all the bigger teams that are away that weekend aren't going to be signed up for it and you've got that weird divisional thing and of course everyone loves it because everyone can now with internet watch multiple streams at the same time maybe not my internet at the moment but a lot of people can (laughs) and it's that point of the teams the orgs aren't making they're not risking the money to put into playhouses because the value's not there at the moment if it was put there by psionix doing like i said the example of ESL, then they'll go, okay, we can now invest that money there. And then that's also the security for the players, knowing they don't have to put the money into the houses. Then 19 is the average Ryan gave. That's prime time to move out of home and do this. You're at the youngest. That's, for me, when you can make the biggest risks and do this. When you'll say, if you're a 30-year-old player, you probably have, you well, statistically, you'll probably have a family by then, whatever. You've got more responsibility. So you can't do all this sort of investment. It's it's the same as if you were a traditional sportsman. A footballer's got set up, you know, from his job and all of that or whatever. It, you don't become a football pro at the age of 30, do you? No, but a lot of the thing is the difference with footballers is like they're mm. training up through like academies they're when they're trained like from being five, nine yeah. years old or whatever. <laughs> and so they're like, get scouted out and they're like, okay, we'll give you, here's a contract for 300,000 a year to start off with. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's good for me. I'll quit my. <laughs> Whereas, like uh, in Rocket League, obviously, if you're 19, a lot, a lot of Rocket League players are at uni, and everything's so quick mm. and it's new. Um, like, like someone who isn't relevant, like Yukio, for example, right? You know, is the new RRCS member. Like half a year ago to a year ago, he wasn't even known, and it's like he's gone from that to to joining Flipside and being an RRCS. 
And even though it's like, okay, we're going to give you a salary now and you're going to be like stable, etc. Like, because Rock League's all over the shop, you, you know, if flip side go, if, like, if they start being crap, you know, it's over for him. So I imagine like if you're at uni, you're still going to stay at uni. Or if you've started uni, it's like, oh, now you get a contract because it suddenly happened. But it's like, okay, well, I don't really want to quit just yet. Like it's a bit, it's not quite so stable. Um, so, so yeah, which is even my point of putting up subs. I was saying about this a couple of weeks ago, weren't I, Jay, where subs need to be integrated into Rock League um, so much more, like actually put them on a base salary because then you'd be able to, with the whole multiple tournament idea, be able to put them in. Um, a bit like with the play, how Jazer had to play for Dignitas and actually did very well for them at the time. The problem at the moment is subs don't really get a wage. I don't even know of one sub that gets a wage from sticking to that team, which of course is, yeah. The thing is, you'd be subs- better going for an ROLRS and maybe come out with money from there instead of going for a sub for an ROLCS team and not get anything. Well, most people go for a sub spot because they can't, they don't have the time to go full time. So most subs you'll see on yeah. teams are just like, um, they just can't, they just, they just want a sub because they, they, you know, they haven't got time to practice and be on a pro team. Yeah. And they just want to help out someone. And because yeah, subbing... for Nordvin, he's got to make diss tracks. So, you know, he's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like, because oh, when you're subbing, it's, um, you're replacing a third of the team, which is a lot. Um, mm. and it, they rarely use like any, cause it's esports, right. Is that is less prone to injuries. Um, and it's just like people subs, he says, and, and the sub, I'm just so unlucky. Like, I'm the one, I'm the only person in Rocky, you know? the supervisor of the team. That's it. Uh, yeah, they just, they just use, I mean, yeah, I think again, because obviously it's less rockly. So on like it, you have to be earning a proper wage in Rocket League, you have to be at least in RLCS and to be like very comfortable, you have to be at least like a, you know, top four RLCS team in, in your, in your con- continent. But it's like, people aren't gonna, there's, they're not gonna, dogs aren't gonna pay money to subs when they can barely, when they're getting no revenue, like no mm. return from yep. their game and they can, and they're just trying to focus on the top three starting players because if they if they if someone else nabs those top three starters right then you're like we'll have to get like another team which we can't um because you know if you if you're spreading your money thin just to like pay a sub for something then it's a bit you know iffy that said some subs do get paid but it's like obviously like a, a discount so. here's, a, here's a question actually do you think there would be more stability uh, i mean i should two-part question one is there more stability a if there's more teams in rlcs slash rival series and b more stability if it's more players per team, say 5v5. And I, I know that's a completely different argument. This is very theoretical. But if it if it was 5v5 like CSGO is, would would we have a different situation here? Well, I think it would be even worse if it was 5v5 because it means it mm-hmm. all has to pay even more money. That's true, I mean, technically, it, it as a player, it's easier to get into RLCS that way because then there's more spots. But... It wouldn't be a stable it would be and less pressure on subs there but mm-hmm. like you said yeah, yeah. when they're not really getting any money at the moment the orgs would have to pay out even more money and the only opposite way to sort that would then to lower player wages to what would realistically be more reasonable amount um than it is now but that's then less enticing for yeah. the players to go pro and prioritize that i think more the the more teams part definitely helps um do you know what i think it's, i think i there's going to be a change to how the RLCS rival series structure works, but again, it won't happen for like two, three years, no. probably two years. I, I mean, two got, years, right? You've got South America coming in next year as well. Yeah. Be, although I, I imagine that 
uh, sort of be more like o- what OCE is, OCE, that we'll sort yeah. of run separately and then yeah. send, say, two teams to the World Championship. Is that pretty much how that's going to work? Yeah, I mean, it's I want. I mean, I'm getting very interested to see how South uh, South America do. But it, it's if if let's say they had twelve teams in the RLCS, I think that's still um, like Europe, Europe especially, but North America as well. Is they're getting so the player the teams are getting so deep, the player base is getting so deep that like you're finding that it's you know back in the day it used to be the eighth place team in RLCS would just get destroyed and lose zero seven, and everyone below that would still like be on par with that bottom team. But now you've got like everyone in the top four of the rival series. Like take on the bottom four of RLCS. Um, I mean, obviously you're gonna have like big teams that are just gonna dominate everyone. Like obviously Dignitas, for example, are gonna pretty much destroy. That's healthy. Any, destroy exactly. It's it's, it's like it's fine, yeah. but I think it's like as long as there's not like a massive, I mean, divide where it was like the bottom. Because in every league ever of any game and any sport, there's a bottom team that just gets ruined by everyone because it's like <laughs> they're the bottom of the league. Like, so it's just how it happens. But I mean, I think it's, it's, if you could stretch it, the main problem is, and I think this is, it always comes down to money with Sonics, I think, um, and changes. Like if you do have 12 players in an RLCS, for example, uh, 12 teams in an RLCS, um, it means, oh my days. I've just been shot by my flatmate. Man down. (laughs) No. It has a sticker on it that says for rectal use only as well. <laughs> oh my goodness. goodness. I thought like for a second, World War Three is just beginning. Welcome to Welcome to Glasgow, ladies and gentlemen. Oh right, I think oh, on that note, Slab, we should probably move on to... Just for God. context, Jesus just for context Christ. and the viewers, I said we were going to quickly talk about this news piece in the show planning channel. I said it takes 10 minutes, Max. We've been going for nearly 40. So uh, yeah. we're going to move... So let's let's move quickly away from that. Some on, final man. statements here. Final statement from you, Bacon. Uh, uh, Good enough, Crafters. Crafters has used it for rectal use, we know. (laughs) Uh, Right, right, uh, items are good, yay. And do sooner. Sionics, hurry up. (laughs) Let me spend my money on you. (laughs) Right, now, let's get into the main portion of the show. The reason why I brought these lovely two gentlemen on for today's podcast is that we are going to be doing a big pick'em challenge. So you may have noticed on Reddit, uh, on the esports Reddit, there was was a spreadsheet floating around where you can create your own bracket, your own theoretical bracket. Well, we took that, duplicated it four times, and each of us have created our own pick'em sheet as to where we think everyone's going to lie and how the entire bracket is going to play out in the RLCS World Championships. And we're going to do a bit of a, a competition, essentially. So we've set up a little bit of a point system where every match is worth three points, except for the opening matches, which are worth two points. Uh, you can get a point for guessing the winner. Oh, sorry, guessing the uh, each match uh, placement correctly. So uh, um, how, how to put this an example. Um, Let's say in the a... first one, Jay, that Evil Geniuses and Tainted Minds, so they're going up against each other in Dignitas in the second game. EG wins. If you 
guess that Team Dignitas was going to face up against Evil Geniuses there, you'd get at least one point. That's essentially it. Yeah, so that's one point for that. The second point is guessing the winner of each match. So if Evil Geniuses were able to beat Tainted Minds and you predicted them to beat that, to win in that match, then that's another point. And the third point is also for correctly guessing the scoreline. So uh, there's a uh, three points up for grabs for each match. And then there's a final there's a final bonus prediction for, worth 10 points if you can predict the MVP of the tournament. And we're not going to do that today. Uh, we're going to do that after after the fact around about Saturday when the uh, when we've seen the first day of the uh, uh, of the land go down so uh, that's an extra bonus few points that I'm going to ask to submit later down the line for now though we're going to talk about each other's brackets so I want to start with bacon real quick uh, because it is the easiest uh, to uh, do we have got the, all the assets set up for him first so uh, bacon <laughs> talk us through your pick and prediction sheet so for the first game, like we were talking about, the Evil Geniuses tank minds. I think EG are going to come out 3-1. They've been looking very good throughout league play. Uh, the playoff tournament, they didn't really quite stick amazingly well, but they've been looking good a lot better this season. Tainted Minds are the weakest part. We all know the second team from OC isn't quite up there, and so I think it's going to be a 3-1. The second game going off, PSG versus Chiefs. Now, this one, I think, is going to be quite a tasty game. That is going to be a 3-2 in Chiefs' favor. I back the Chiefs. They've got massive potential, and they show up. They put the work. They research it. Coming into this tournament, they would have researched PSG and NRG so much so that they could put up a good fight against them, and so PSG are going to lose, I reckon. Going into next round... Should we do just uh, the starting two games, or do you want me to go uh, yeah. to let, 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 Let's do a quick discussion about those starting two games. Because, cool. Bacon, I believe you may have messed up with the OC yeah. part of things. Yeah. Shame. 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 Bacon, you've already fucked up one big, uh, one big point of the record. Get him off the show. Get him off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's fired. Any you boys will become the new host every Monday. <laughs> Chiefs are first in my heart. Shut up. But Jake left. Now no, it's just not the same anymore. They're not the, they're not the unit they used to be. They're not, but like I said, the whole lads, I reckon Drip is going to be able to drum them into shape. You'd imagine that with uh, Yummy not being on the desk, he's probably going to go for a bit more of a coaching role this time around and uh, try and give the lads even more of a helping hand because he's got you know a bit of free time now that he couldn't get the work visa across. Maybe From the be belly able of to, Team Level um, 4 as well. Yeah. He, that's yeah. it. The crowd this time with Yummy is going to be able to strive Chiefs to get that win. I don't think... Like, Tainted Minds, it's still very fresh from This is a very new roster. The only... Uh, oh, yeah, Yummy's not going to be there. No, he is. He is. Yeah. He is. Uh, yeah, Johnny Boy raised money to go. Yeah. All right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Tainted Minds, because of course... Um, That's the... one thing for you, Dunzi. The OC region works differently, where like... Unlike EU and NA, they don't have the top two teams don't have to stick together. Uh, Chiefs did; they retained their spot, but Tainted Minds uh, split up. So the only returning player on that roster is CJ. CJ, and I don't think they've got the synergy just yet. I know they did good through league play, but this will be the final true test, and I haven't seen it enough of them. And against EG, EG have stepped up this season. That's my thinking anyway. 
Fair play. I, mean, right. I don't know. I I, I feel like I, I feel like Evil Geniuses had a bit of a uh, a bit of a different uh, a, a bit of a weird season. Um, yeah, they were able to finish in the top uh, three, if I recall correctly. Uh, but I, I feel like also OCE's position in 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 World Rocket League has has improved <laughs> by a significant amount. Obviously, the uh, they were the second best team in OCE before now they've stepped up to be the first. And I think they're looking mm -hmm. like a really solid team over. That's why for my personal sheet, I actually picked them to go over Evil Geniuses. Um, I still think it's going to be a close one. match, though. I'm, I, I am the only one who did that. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a little bit of faith in the OC boys for this one. I, I feel like this will be the big upset of uh, of of the whole thing. Uh, I also do uh, contrast you pretty well, where I also picked uh, PSG to uh, take over the Chiefs. I also realized that Crafton's having problems getting rid of flat rates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, maybe it might not be a great idea. Yeah, he's going to go deal with him. Right. Well, uh, uh, Doomsy, <laughs> for those two opening matches, uh, what did you pick? <laughs> so I picked Evil Geniuses to win 3 2 against Tainted Minds. Um, I feel I feel like I feel bad for OCE. I genuinely believe by Jake's departure that Chiefs aren't as strong mm -hmm. and now Tainted Minds can sort of catch up. I don't think it's Tainted Minds have gotten better, but I don't think it's so much Tainted Minds getting better as it is Chiefs getting worse. Um, I think OCE overall are now yeah. weaker than they were before. Um, and I, I was going through my entire bracket and I was like, have I just put two OCE teams out straight away? This is like season three all over again. Um, <laughs> but then like every other, but so it's going to be very hard. I'm going to be very, I think the, the OCE versus EU slash NA matches were one of my hardest ones to judge because it's, because it's, you never can know those ones because like OCE doesn't play NA or AU for like six months at a time. So it's kind of hard to guess. And with like their new lineups and everything, and like obviously the fact that they don't really follow the OCE scene as much as the others, it's a bit like difficult to say. But I think based on how well um, NA and EU are improving, I don't think OCE are going to be able to do very well this season. So I put 3-2. Uh, All right, Craftman, for your first uh, round one matches, uh, what have you got? Yes. Uh, so I've got in the first game meet with Evil Geniuses and Tainted Minds, I've got I've still got EG winning, but I've got a closer 3-2 series. I think, like you, like Dimsy was just saying, OC here have just been constantly and constantly improving. Um, but I think, despite Tainted Minds being the number one seed from OC this time around, don't think it's just quite there to beat Evil Geniuses at this point. So I'll give EG a 3-2 in this case. Um, also, Tainted Minds probably not want to go up against Dignitas in the next very next round anyway. So it might be a tactical loss, but who knows? Now everyone's everyone's playing to win. Everyone's playing to win. Uh just not tainted minds in this case. Uh other match <laughs> other match I do have OC doing well. I have uh, Chiefs beating uh PSG. PSG for me they've had a good season but they've not been the most consistent I think. And I think coming into this LAN environment now where um only Two of them have been there before, so Ferrer and Chassette are the only two players from that uh, team who've been uh, to the World Championships before and bringing in Fruity now. Yes, he's been a great player, but I think with the experience that Chiefs have, I think they'll pull through. Again, another close series, 3-2 victory for them, uh, and Chiefs go on to face energy in the next round. All right, then. Uh, we'll go back to Bacon as well for the quarterfinals here. Uh, what have you got down for each of the matches, starting from top to bottom? So 3-0 Team Dignitas over Evil yep. Geniuses. Then I see yep. G2 taking down Flipside, 3-1. I think uh, straight away, I'm going to say it now, I think this is going to be a brilliant land for G2. I think it's finally going to get the monkey their shoulder, 
but it's not going to be a win. I, um, if you look at the end, I finally put them down. I think in uh, losing in the losers finals to a Dignitas, but that's uh, a little bit of a. You can see it already. I reckon in semis, Dignitas is going to drop because I've been saying it all along, Jay. They've got to lose a game somewhere. They've been unbeaten for too long in RLCS. But nah, anyway, man. back to the quarterfinals. NRG <laughs> against Chiefs. I think this is going to be not the easiest win for NRG. It might be Chiefs coming and taking the first game where they rehearsed. NRG maybe underestimating them a little bit, but it's a free one in my favor to NRG. And then Weedham Girls taking down Cloud9 in a super close 3-2. Yeah, I, I can mostly agree with this. Um, for, for the most part, actually, I, I, I've got all of those same results. The only actual uh, one that I disagree with is the flip side G2 one. Um, mm. I, I think you're probably giving a little bit too much credit to G2. I still think it's going to be a close series. I've got them uh, flip side to win 3-2. Uh, Dignitas to win against Tainted Minds 3-0, because that's what my prediction was. Um, uh, NRG 3-1 against PSG, uh, like you had uh, uh, down. Uh, and then We Them Girls 3-0 against Cloud9. Uh, I think that's going to be a bit of a... A, a bit of a whitewash. We them girls are like oh. looking like I, I think I think they're looking like the, the second best team in the world right now. Cloud Nine are good on lands. How can they just get absolutely washed? I don't see that. I know they I haven't mean, had the I best. Ignite is nuts. <laughs> Ignite is nuts. He is. He is. Like, Especially they were very Especially underwhelming last season. I reckon this will be their big pickup. That's why I put in my thing later on. They they unfortunately drop out in um like i said the losers round four like the losers semi whatever but that's just because i think dignitas is going to go down and you put those two against each other i think lads will agree dignitas comes out on top but it's just down to circumstances this is where the pick and challenge is the most fun because where they drop changes things massively doesn't it for each of us now Z, your quarterfinals yeah. so my quarterfinals dignitas with a cheeky uh cheeky trio um, basically, I just put yep. Dignitas destroying the entire LCS. Has uh... everyone put 3 0 to Dignitas there? We have. That's the one of the only constants we've got throughout all of our pick and brackets. <laughs> Let me tell you the story about Dignitas, right? Now, Corey, you've been saying that they've got to lose a game at some point. And I'll tell you what, I, I would be sort of inclined to believe you because usually when a team is in the lead, like they're first in the world, it's harder for them to stay that because they haven't really got anyone better to like catch up to. But like you've seen it in in this RLCS season, right? It was like when they're facing PSG, they lost the game. They were playing a little bit sh like shaky for like they were playing like the second best team in the world, not the first best team <laughs> in the world. And they were like looking a tiny bit shaky. They lost one game and they went, oh, well, yeah, we shouldn't be losing a game, should we? Let's just pick this up. Oh, and we've actually got a win. <laughs> and then they just won four games, and it was like, okay, so like they don't need a lot of teams like take an entire tournament to get kicked like in the backside and be like, oh, sorry, we should we shouldn't be slacking, we should play. Demons has to take one game of a series and then they go, oh, okay, let's just let's pick it up, shall we? So I think by that logic, you can't really get four or three wins against Dignitas. Um, because after the first one, they're just gonna come back swinging. Um, but yeah. So Dignitas three out of geniuses. I got G2 3 2 over flip side. I really have no idea about this one. Like oh, this was pretty I just basically it's three two either way, but I think I just went with G2 because the NA crowd. Um I thought that might help a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think I think the crowd doesn't really make a massive difference to all these players. I think for the same reason when new players go to the land for the first time, a lot of people think like, oh, you know, they, they might be really nervous and, you know, they might not have the experience. Time and time again, every single time, I just see every new player just play exactly how they usually do. I think I've already seen one instance where a player has just like brand new to a land and started playing a bit bad. So 
on that note, I'm going to say I think new land nerves are a thing, and of course it depends on the player, of course. And I'm just hoping the NA crowd are going to be as good as Land Vegas, where um, at Land Vegas as it was in London, where we were cheering for everyone, essentially every single player, every single team. There was yeah. little chance for. Um, when we saw it from the previous uh, land in America, it was very, it felt very one-sided on stream. I don't know, in person, I wasn't there. Maybe it was just some people not getting picked up on mics, of course, because different areas of the arena, different areas of the theater, whatever, are mic'd up, of course. It's not the whole area. But it definitely felt then that it was very one-sided to America. And I think they know yeah, this was. time, after seeing Landon, it's n I don't think it's going to be one-sided. I think it's going to be very fair again. So that's not a home advantage, I feel. Yeah. Was that season five you're talking about? Yes, With, uh, yeah, in yeah. DC. Yeah. I, I, I was there, and it was genuinely just full NA bias. Like in the, grand in the grand finals, USA. it was dead silent. Literally, like... It's the, it took the nuttiest goal before like the crowd could cheer. Like they just they, uh, it annoys me. I hate to say it, but like wh whenever I see the NA crowd, they just there are such a strong NA bias. And yeah, in EU there is an EU bias. Obviously, we're going to root for like the homeboys, mm. but like we just love chanting so much that we will just start making chants for every like player ever. So we're going to cheer no matter what. Um, Prop the G getting the whole Pirates of the Caribbean theme. That must have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah that oh, man, that was such, 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 I love that. That was the best one. <laughs> we're, we're too busy. We're too busy rooting for our own chance to care about the uh, like the uh, yeah, yeah. Or the NA or EU. Yeah. We're just like, all right, let's get on it. What's the next chance going? So it's uh, it's quite clever. But I think yeah, there's going to be a stronger NA bias. So maybe G two win. I don't think it'll be that much of a factor. Um, but I think G two seem to have a consistent. No, they don't actually. Excuse me. No, no one was going to say gonna say consistent seat like they do bad one season good next season bad one season but actually they did really well last season in league play and then they just completely beamed it in land so um i don't really i don't really know that that one's either way. but i'll just i'll just pick three two we've got to pick one so i'll pick three two g2 uh nlg are soaring ahead now they started off really poor and this mm. the, they started a bit weak in the start of league play this season but they're back into the old groove now and i think yeah they're just like i'm not a massive like i don't believe in psg that much like they're good but i think they're like a clear fourth place team in Europe. Um, They're so. really inconsistent, and that is on the same day as we've seen in tournaments that they just don't keep up, and it can change even from game to game, can't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think just especially when it's NRG as well. Like I don't really. I'll give them. I gave them one game because why not? But um, yeah, I think NRG. <laughs> I've got that. One. I've got that one through. That's just so harsh. Yeah, why not? We'll give them from the bone one game. That's it. <laughs> oh, I feel like they just have it in them to get a game at least. So yeah. maybe. Maybe so, um, but yeah. Uh, and then I put Weedon Girls three two against Cloud Nine. Uh, Cloud Nine are you? They usually do consistently well every single LAN, um, but they never like quite finish anything. Uh, but I just, I don't know, I'm just I have such a Weedon Girls bias this this season. I just <laughs> love them, Weedon Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think like well, Metsonoris has gotten so far in every single LAN mm. he's been to, and he's now in Weedon Girls. I feel like Ignite does pretty solid at LAN. Ignite's solid at LAN. He's just, a, just such a good player anyway. Um, Remco again, he's done really well at like lands before, so yeah, I just feel like that team's pretty, they're just really good. I think they're a pretty good team, so I think they're gonna do pretty well against Fremda. So I just, I gave three, two, gave them. Sorry, right, crafters, uh, your quarterfinals. Uh, so we'll skip over Dignitas EG through that's a 3 0. Uh, nothing else to say about that. Dimsy pretty much said it all. Um, G2 flip side, uh, I think this is gonna be G2 taking this one. As you'll find out towards the later half of my bracket, I think this might be G G2 back on top at some point. Um, 
that's a little bit of a tease, but not too much of a spoiler. Uh, but yeah, again, again, like Doomsday said, it's going to be a close match, but I think G2 are just going to edge it. I think it'll go 1-1, but then G2 will just go nuts in the in the last couple of games and take it 3-1. Um, NRG and Chiefs, uh, again, I, I've given Chiefs one game out of, out of the four, uh, but NRG, they're just on a, on an absolute tear and uh, pick it, they're going to be picking up where they left off at LAN last time uh, with with all the hype around the grand final and then they're back at LAN. Uh, yeah, easy easy enough 3-1 for NRG there. And then Weedham Girls and Cloud9, again, Weedham Girls, fantastic team. Cloud9, yes, they're, I don't want to say they're good, but I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry, but... you're not alone. I put them to lose 3-0 against Weedham Girls. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a decent team, but again just the inconsistencies uh that show up on the on the big stage for cloud nine got them losing that one and against a team like we them girls who've just been consistent throughout the season it's it's going to be a easy enough three one easy enough not it's going to be close but three one either way okay uh let's move on to the semi-finals then bacon back to you what have you got for us it's my turn yay so i think like i said earlier um it was a little bit like with crafters thinking G2 is going to be their tournament to step up. And I say they beat Dignitas here free one. Oh already gone mm. over it. I oh. think G2 uh. are going to take it. But as I've already it, shown, I've already shown bracket, I don't think they're going to get to the finals. This is going to be the big point for G2 here. And it's going to be because, you know, the difference between days at LAN is across multiple days. And this is going to be G2's day. I think Dignitas going up against them probably aren't going to be there and so they'll have to take the drop now i still strongly believe they will lose a series and this will be the only one hmm. all right then um, wowzers <laughs> yeah i think we're all in solid disagreement on that front i've still predicted okay. dignitas to win it's just i still i've got this strong yeah, belief the damage is done mate that was yeah. Done. yeah, fuck it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Here, clearly. <laughs> but on the opposite game, game number yeah, eight, yeah. NRG versus Weed um, Girls, I think this is going to be, again, NRG looks so good. Like uh, you said, Crafters thinking they're going to just pick up from last season. Unfortunately, I can't see Weed and Girls like being able to edge it out. I still think they're great and all that, but. I see NRG making it all the way through the top, and Weedem Girls lose here, which is one of those results where you're like, of course, if Weedem Girls win, I'm not going to be upset. I wouldn't mind losing the points on the pickums, but it's just me thinking statistically with all that experience and all the work they're putting in. All right. Um, fair enough. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I, I solidly and vehemently disagree with you on that one. Uh, on, on my semi-final sheet, um, I've got uh, a Dignitas to win against Flipside. I think Flipside will be able to take a game away um, because at the end of the season, last season, they still were looking uh, relatively good, relatively confident uh, when when they had uh, uh, when they had their playoff series, and obviously, you know, making it just barely scraping into that second place uh, did kind of help them out a little bit. Um, I still got Dignitas to go. 
to the finals though. And then for the NRG versus Weedem girls side of things, I've uh, I've got the complete mm. opposite actually. Three mm. two to the favor of Weedem girls. This is an EU podcast. I've gone full EU fan <laughs> for this one. Um, you know, I got to back my boys against Weedem girls again. I feel like they are the second best team in the world right now. That is my opinion. Oh my goodness. Doomsy, <laughs> <laughs> explain yours then, buddy. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I like how he say. says that, and mine is literally, oh yeah, I have got them as the second best team. <laughs> <laughs> great minds, mate. Great oh, minds. There well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I basically, I, so I got three nil Dignitas against G2. That's right. That's right, boys. Three nil. <laughs> because screw A it. Second three nil. I just say Dignitas is going to ruin everyone. I don't know why. I just, it'd be funny. Like, it'd be great. Because <laughs> people don't, they're a four time world champion, I'm going to say. Um, so Dignitas coming in three nil against G2. Yep. Because they're warm now. They're good to go. We Dem Girls versus NRG. I just, again, and I think this could go either way for sure. I just think. The more I look at it, the more I want to change it. But I think I'm stick with it. William Girls three two. It's, it's like, locked in now. You can't. It's locked it. in. It's not. But my mm. mind's going. Wait a minute. Um, I spent a good solid five minutes on this one match alone. I will say they're going. Ah, and it did come out. NRG Mayan bro. Yeah, I think uh, there's going to be some OTs in this one. But um, William Girls, I, I don't know, man. They're just looking. They're good, but I think it's. Oh, I just like them. Yeah, I can't really explain. They're just good. I just think they're just going gonna... to get ahead of NRG, but it'll be close. Crafters, your semi-finals. Yeah, well, I've still got taking the task going. Uh, th- I've got them three-one against G two actually going through uh, there again. I've not got a lot of three O's in my bracket actually. I think I've maybe got two in the entire thing. Yeah, I've got two in the whole thing. The first one was taking task EG. Uh, second one's down in the losers bracket. But G two, um, again, I think they're, they're they're good enough to win a game. I don't think we're going to see a lot of 3-0s. We don't really see 3-0s or sweeps at all at LAN. Um, at least not in the sort of mid mid rounds getting towards the later half of the bracket. You yeah. don't really tend to see too many sweeps. Um, just in my bracket was... and I've got four 3-0s. Oh <laughs> 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 <Like>, boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got, I've got G2 taking a game. Uh, the other one, I've got it run the other way this time. I've got NRG taking 3-1 against We Dim Girls. Uh... Sorry, sorry, I ain't night. Uh, Justin's just Justin, uh, and he's gonna he's gonna wreck you, wreck you till you check you, yo. Ooh. Um, Ooh. The legend. But, but yeah, I got I got energy <laughs> mainly mainly for the storyline of the winners' finals being a rematch from the grand final last time. Ooh, wow! All about that storyline, Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about the story. Uh, I watch too many American sports to not ignore the to ignore the storyline. Well, I mean, it is our the job Scottish to build a storyteller. Story so. <laughs> the Scottish storyteller, the Scottish storyteller, the Scottish spooky yeah. boy, in the Scottish storyteller. Right. Well, we'll talk about the winners' finals when we get to the uh, the best of seven portion of the bracket. Because now we're going to move to the losers' uh, bracket. Now, uh, again, going back to Bacon, let's talk about your round one for me. So this then turns into Cloud9 versus Taint Mines. Cloud9, too good. This is the second of my three O's going in Cloud9's favor. On the opposite side, Flipside versus PSG. I've got to say Flipside on this. Like Ryan was saying, PSG, not really. They're looking like one of the weaker teams in the whole of uh, the LAN, unfortunately. But Flipside, this is where it's going to pick up for them. All right. Um... 
I, I, again, I, I have a very different lower bracket because I, I picked differently to what Bacon had. I've got mm -hmm. Cloud9 versus Evil Geniuses in match nine, um, which I do actually agree with you there. Cloud9 should be able to take that victory, no trouble there. I did give them a game on the Evil Geniuses side because I don't think they're absolutely terrible. Uh, they are still relatively good, but I think this is as far as they go uh, in this bracket. Uh, and then on the uh, uh, match number 10, the one below that, I've uh, got G2 versus Chiefs. Uh, I think Chiefs are going to throw up a really good fight. See, I've got a very different mindset to Bacon in the OCE teams. He has no faith in Tate Mines. I have no faith in the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> I still think they're going to throw up a fight against the G2 squad, um, but they should be able to win that one out. Three to two is my prediction. I'm looking at his lads and thinking, yeah, I pretty much agree with all of that. <laughs> it seems like it seems like we're all in agreement. I think on that uh, on on that one. Um, Doomsy. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So I have Cloud Nine Tainted Mines. Cloud Nine. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Cloud Nine Tainted Mines. I put three two. Did I? I'm just looking at it. Like, why did I put three two? <laughs> um, screw it. It's three two, guys. You've heard it here first. Uh, I don't know. I guess because I just looked at your bracket, Ryan. It's like three two to ten mines, and then it's three ones for Cloud Nine. Then on, it's like what are tainted mines yeah, going to do? Cloud Nine mines like they, they they're annoyed that they they don't want to be an OC team to go out first. So they're like, you know what? Screw this. We're going to come in ham. So they're going to play nuts, and they get but they can't play nuts enough. So they're going to lose three two to Cloud Nine. Um, so that, that's that's what's going to happen there. I actually, so this is a 3-0, right? Flip side, Chiefs, 3-0. Mm -hmm. That's like, I'm confident about this one, right? But interesting, we, we talked about the number of sweeps in a LAN. Last season, there was eight sweeps in the RLCS. The whole of the RLCS. In, in it, yeah. League play, days. playoffs, etc. There was two, there was two 3-0s in those quarterfinals. That mid-table we're talking about. Oh yeah, two three O's, complexity three O G two and cloud. Well, there goes my points out the window. Uh, see you guys. Dignitas three O cloud nine, NRG four O complexity, Dignitas three O evil geniuses three O cloud nine. It's quite a lot actually. Yeah. <laughs> I do love how crap. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting side. Up and fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I try and say something at least clever that I thought well, happened. I only looked at last season. And you call season. yourself a color caster. <laughs> I don't call myself. I call myself a caster. Maybe, maybe there's loads of three. There's no three O's in like the previous seasons. I only looked at last season. I can't remember. So. Thank you. Oh, now's your chance to redeem. Just because I called you bad. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. 1v1. No. 1v1. Absolutely not. We're going to press no, banner. No, no, no. Yes. 1v1 on Rust. 360 no scopes only. <laughs> right then, Craftman, you're round one. Right. Uh, well, I'm. For some reason, I'm in agreement with Zimzy. Cloud9, 3 2 over Tainted Minds. Uh, again, storylines. We, lo we love an OCE underdog, and Tainted Minds is exactly that. Um, well, to be honest, both of the OCE teams are really underdogs in the grand scheme of things uh but i think what what was the score line with the uh, chiefs and cloud nine last time it went to game five didn't it uh it was like loser trend they've mm. done it they've oh. done it twice that both times they've meet meet each other they've lost um no it was three one wait you know last season was three oh what the hell what yeah it was three nil to chat cloud nine no way i, 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 think, yeah, in the I think season three. season four i think it was uh three one to cloud nine right. i remember okay. what, i remember what happened yeah yeah because i remember what happened um uh yeah three one so basically what you yeah, have the chiefs yeah, almost right. win it they like pressured they, they basically get one nil up right they always win the first one and then they're about to get two nil up and they're like just about to take the lead and they're pressuring for like two minutes and everyone's like come on just score cloud nine they missed like 50 open nets 
and then they get countered and then they lose 2-1 and then they and they goes 1-0 2-1 3-1 that's exactly that's usually yeah happens. i mean and then last season uh the reason i thought it might have gone to five games is because every game was one goal difference it was yeah 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 uh three three two three one or sorry excuse me the middle game was three one then one nil uh to end it in the losers round three uh but i've got tainted minds uh same as doomsday one i'll go into game five like you said, OC underdog got to fight for their place, but Cloud Nine just about edges it. Uh, other the other match I've got in losers round one, Flipside versus PSG. It's going to be three one. If if not, I've put three one, but I, I would not be surprised if it was three zero um, in favor of Flipside because um, I, they're just simply the better team. PSG. I talked about their inconsistencies earlier, and I think with the hype of Flipside being back at LAN as well for the first time since season. Four, yes. Four. Yeah. Maybe three. Yes. Probably. Flipside's back at land. They missed the they missed at least the last one. So I think they're gonna have the hype train rolling behind them and uh Cookster's just gonna uh f- feel the feel the energy rushing through him. Three one, if not three oh for Flipside though. Hmm. Confident stuff, right for round two, Bacon. Season three loses yeah. round two. I'm so gonna... season three, really? Yeah. Yeah, it Jeez, was season holy three. Shit, it's been ages. Because season hell. four, they didn't make it with Marky. He changed it out. He changed him out anyway for Yuki. Remember, he went to XL yeah, and yeah. then XL this season in ROWRS, and then next season, let's hope they get back there. Uh, so losers round two, I have gone with Chiefs losing to Cloud Nine. Uh, like I said earlier, this is the rise of Cloud Nine. Unfortunately, they can beat Weedham Girls, so they had to drop straight away, but they'll bring it back. Uh, so 3 1, 2, Cloud Nine. And then for the other match, Evil Geniuses versus Flipside, we're all pretty much agreed that this is going to be a good season, uh, a good land, sorry, for Flipside. And this is where I think they'll get a 3 0 against EG. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with those results. I, I think we can all kind of agree with those results. Uh, for my losers round two, I had PSG take it on Cloud9. I think this one actually will be more close than many uh, people think. Uh, I've got 3-2. That is very close. Yeah, that, that is very close. And I, 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 you I, think you know, PSG that's, that's my Cloud9? That's the inner EU fanboy coming out, Bacon. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think that one could go either way. I think that might be one of the closest matches we'll have on the card. I think that's going to be a really hype one. Um, I do have PSG going over Cloud9. I imagine there might be a couple of disagreements on that front. Um, and then for my other one, I've got G2 taking a 3-2 over Tainted Minds. Who, yeah, I've got a lot of faith in those guys, but I think that's where they stop. Mm. No one's speaking up about the Cloud9 thing. I'm like, that's We're just uh, going to let it linger. <laughs> just let, let, let it linger. <laughs> wait for Twitch chat to start flaming you for it. And then uh, <laughs> wait for the lulls. And there they are. But definitely G2 beating Tainted Minds. Everyone, raise your hand if you agree. Mm, yeah. Right, it's just <laughs> slow as always. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, PSG thinking, beating Cloud9. Anyone want to say anything mm. on that? I uh, wouldn't make yeah, that. I mean, it'd be well, weird. I don't know. Cloud9 always do well. I no. But, like, I wouldn't be upset yeah. because. Yeah, that'd be weird. You, but it'd be weird. Yeah. I think that that would be the, that'd be the upset of the of the entire tournament if that happens. Mm. Like, even to get to that stage, I think PSG have got a tough fight behind them. I mean, they've got a. Where where have you got? You've got them beating chiefs which is possible but then and then losing to energy yeah mm, 
it's it's a tough situation. I I think PSG, like I said, I, I've got them at going out losers round one, but for PSG to get to that stage, it's going to take a lot to go in their favour. I think. Yeah, yeah I agree. So let's see what I you mean. Got, I mean, Ryan. yeah, I, 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 I will hold my hands up and say that is one of my most ballsy predictions in this entire it's, it's, bracket. Mm, but uh, so uh, if it goes it well, I'm gonna be fucking relishing in the <laughs> So uh, that's it. You get the points. <laughs> Doomsy, what's your round two looking? Gamble so I've got PSG fun. winning three 0 against Cloud Nine. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, close. Uh, so I've got Cloud Nine three winning PSG. Pretty, I'm pretty confident with that one. I think that's. Pretty much has. I mean, like an NA crowd, Cloud9 always do like pretty well, consistent. Mm. They're just a better team than PSG anyway, I think. Yeah, you'd have to be dumb to think otherwise, really. Yeah, yeah, no, right. <laughs> wow! Fuck uh, anything... you, right? Wow. <laughs> Fuck you, I think, too, uh, Even 3 1 might. Nah, 3 1 isn't generous, but I think no more than 3 1 um, is basically how it goes. Uh, flip side, definitely being evil geniuses. Um, they're just yeah. They're just... You're a fan of free ones. I've just looked at your bracket. Like, free ones are. Uh, let's, let's you, you're just, like everyone's free getting a free most, one. I think it's the most common. I think mm. probably. Probably. I think it's kind of hard to sweep because you, you can always slip at one game. But if I think if in general, if a team is just better, it's three one. Um, but if it's like okay, they're they're just absolutely destroying them. It's a three nil. Uh, three two is just generally if two, it could go either way really. I don't know. I just like three ones. It's just well, and we've seen from the sweeps, it's generally still very close sweeps where it's like one goal differentials, but it's still a sweep. So the numbers game there is like a weird one anyway of Rocket League, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, like, looking at last season, three one three one one two three, like oh, actually, there's a lot of three twos. It's pretty even between three twos and three ones actually. Interesting. Okay, well there you go. Fun fact for the day. Still wearing on those Madonna facts, though. While he does his little googling, Craftman, if you want to explain your round two. Uh, right, my round two. I I think we've all got Cloud Nine in this game eleven. Actually, I've got them losing to Chiefs, and I think. Oh, three, two, five games, five oh, games. Goes in the chat. You know what? You know what? I'm calling reverse sweep. Reverse well, sweep for Chiefs. How are they? Sweep. Chiefs are worse than before, and they couldn't even beat Cloud Nine then. How can they beat them now? It's their time, man. It's the story. It's the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going balls out. Absolutely balls. I think we've got a lot of bold predictions in this losers round two. Actually, it's more fun. It? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more fun. It makes it shakes up the bracket a little bit. So you got uh, Chiefs going through from that a reverse sweep. Um, I still get it if it's three two. Do you, do you want to add? A, do you want to add another point on Talmudcraft? Can you give me another point if it's a reverse sweep? <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm gonna know You're that. I'm gonna know that down on your sheet. Hold on. <laughs> he is. He is writing it down. I'm, I'm interested to oh, see yeah. what he's actually doing. <laughs> oh, okay, if you're okay, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, you, in game number 12, you see my other, my only other 3-0 uh, in the entire bracket is Flipside 3-0 three, sweeping Evil Geniuses. Uh, again, Flipside, hype of being back at land. They've just came off that victory against PSG. I think their momentum's just going to be flowing out of the gate. And Evil Geniuses, again, they are the fourth-place American team. And... Fourth place NA doesn't really do particularly well historically at LAN, yeah. and uh, you've you've got to think Flipside are just they've just been on a resurgence uh, this entire season. So I've got them mm. going through three nothing. 
Uh, let's. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't think anyone expected Losers Round Two to be the most dramatic. <laughs> Nay, Losers Bracket is always Losers Bracket can throw up the Losers Bracket oh, yeah. can always throw up the craziest games, and I think we're going to see some crazy games at Las Vegas. Oh, uh, well, let's see if there's any more crazy games in Round Three. Bacon, your predictions? No, mine's pretty bog standard. Jay, not going to uh, go much more than that. Team Dagon oh, has taken down. Cloud nine. There's a Dignus Hassel that loses bracket. That's already surprising. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? When you said but, that, I was yeah. like, wait, what Dignitas? What? <laughs> yeah, Dignitas taking down Cloud nine. I think it's going to be a free two, and this is going to be the start of Dignitas picking it up. The other one, Weedem Girls going up against Flipside, and it's got to be a free yeah. zero for Weedem Girls. Interesting. Ooh. Mm. That's interesting. Mm, yeah, I mean, about that. I, 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 I agree that we them girls would be able to win, but I don't think it would be as easy as a 3 0. 3 1 at a stretch, but I think that one would go to all five games. No, I'm expecting it to be 3 0 in like very close games still, but we them girls taking it 3 0. Like a okay. couple of war times as well. Well, if you want a fun mm. fact, the last time Weedham Girls and Flipside played uh, in the league play, Weedham Girls beat Flipside 3-1, and it was one goal differences every single game. So, Ooh. very close games. Ooh. All right, there then. You go, then. Wow. Maybe, for the, maybe Bacon's prediction might have a little a little bit of credence to it. But we'll find a little out bit of sauce to it, yeah. A uh, little bit of sauce to it. We'll find out as that land rolls around. Uh, for my round three, I have Flipside versus PSG. That's going to be an easy one for Flipside. Um, you know, ballsy prediction from PSG will not come out for this round. Uh, I think they'll have a game at best. Uh, but that is a Can I just it. say, Jay, sorry on that. You've got Flip... I find this quite interesting because you've got Flipside PSG in game 15. So that's losers round three. I've got them facing each other in losers round one, game 10. I, Dude. like, just, the, yeah. Wait, the what? No, 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 sort of oh, whoa, whoa. No, At least one of you will be wrong. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got flip side PSG in losers round three. I've got them in okay, losers round one. So I said losers That's what round I'm saying. Four. Yeah, you said that. Oh, yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, no, I, um, uh, I, I, I have Flipside winning that one. Uh, yeah, 3-1. Pretty sure that's the standard one. NRG versus G2 is where I think it's going to get really, really spicy. Oh, what Because um, <laughs> uh, th that's like the NA showdown of, of Ultimate Destiny, essentially. Like, the, these boys... This is this is where shit's gonna hit the fan, I think, uh, in my bracket. Uh, I've got G2 taking it over NRG. Uh, I imagine there'll be some serious debate points on that one, uh, but you know, I, I do need a little bit of credence to G2 having their resurgence in the last season. Obviously, they had a fantastic season. NRG took a little bit of time to get started. NRG did end up winning the regional championship, short, but I think G2 are a little bit more consistent this season. I mean, that being said, you know, Deems, you made the point mm. earlier of how they can absolutely shit the bed at land, and that's entirely possible, but. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I think if they come up against NRG, I think they will have a three-two victory. Don't worry, I can already see uh, crafters there at, uh, going on Amazon to get a pitchfork and a torch because you're ruining this. <laughs> NRG, he's coming. To the he's coming oh, to London yeah, this maybe. weekend, mate. He's gonna absolutely skewer my ass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's time, what they you time to get that bayonet out uh, there, uh, yeah. my friend. <laughs> right, mm. Doomsy, round three. Well. Did you know that Madonna attended the University of Michigan on a dance scholarship <laughs> in 1976? Just thought that was an important piece of information. I forgot, I forgot that was coming. So, uh, 
That's a good point because that influences the fact that I think Cloud Nine. G two might come on like no Cloud Nine will come on. They'll be listening to Madonna. They'll be inspired by her, and they'll be like, you know what, we got this. If Madonna can do it, so can I. So. Um... <laughs> I think I, I think like a virgin, they walk I'm onto not. the stage. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. Uh... Land for the very first time. <laughs> Jesus. So the last time was in league play when Cloud Nine faced G Two. Cloud Nine won three one, and simply by that logic, I'm just saying Cloud Nine's going to do it again and beat them three one. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's pretty solid logic. I think Cloud Nine generally. I, I'm just they're always a top four. Uh, team at land. So I'm just like, you know what? They're going to do it again. So uh, they're going to beat G2 3 1. Um, it's going to be pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh, and then NRG versus Flipside. I got NRG winning 3 1. Uh, NRG, I like their resurgence. I don't like Flipside's inconsistency. Mm. Um, and I can't remember how the days work and what goes on what day. But I think Flipside will do all right against. Uh, a fair bit of teams. I think I like I put them to lose against G two even. So I, I think, think I think that runs D two end of D two. Yeah, mm. but I think I honestly don't. I could I be think, completely wrong. Yeah, I think Flipside just are just gonna do well against teams that they sh- like because I got them beating uh, Chiefs. I got them beating Evil Geniuses. I think they're like you know because they're like the fourth. Like that's energy. Uh, you know, Evil Geniuses is the fourth NA and Chiefs is second OC. I just think like they'll do fine against them. But when it comes to a team that's like pretty. Like a team like NRG, I just don't think they'll be able to do anything against them. I think they're going to lose, unfortunately. Yeah, actually, in, in surprising fashion, I probably would pick the same prediction, uh, all, all things considered. I, I I think that, you know, if we them girls are the second best team in the world, flip side of the fourth, and NRG is somewhere like in in between all that. Um, like first. I, I think, I think they might. <laughs> second and fourth. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was meant to say fifth, and then NRG would be somewhere in, in between that with, with G2. But, yeah, you know, okay. it, it kind of does fucking apply. Um, yeah, no, despite my EU fanboyness, that's that's a surprising agreement to me. I didn't mm, think I'd fucking yeah. say that. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Crafton, what do you got? Uh, so I've got G2 against uh, Chiefs in that uh, top bracket game. Uh, I've got G2 winning 3-1. Uh, that's where Chiefs fall apart. It's usually towards the end of day two, or where, where the OCE teams fall apart, uh, is towards the end of day two, start of day three. So I think G2 will comfortably win that one. I, I gave Chiefs a, a game out of the goodness of my heart, uh, but it's going to be a fairly easy <laughs> win so for kind. G2. And, and... <laughs> A pity game. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's not pity. It's a little bit pity. It is a little uh, <laughs> uh, so, so easy enough win for G2 there. Uh, the other one, I've got a five-game series going on between Flipside and We Them Girls. Uh, this was tough. This was tough to, yeah, to pick. Really, really tough. tough but um, This is when everyone else gets out of the pitchforks, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> because I've got Flipside winning that in game five. No, it's good. I think... I think they're going to trade games to go 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, 2-2. So I I think they're going to trade back and forth and maybe even an overtime victory in game five. But uh, it, it was tough, but I went for flip side in the end. Uh, I, again, you, you, saw, you kind of saw it last season with Envy. Uh, well, now we them girls Envy uh, in the last season. They, they had a strong run coming into the land. They had a good couple of, uh, mm. a good day one and then 
an okay day too, but they kind of just dropped away towards the end of their run. And I think that's where the fatigue might start getting to them. Um, so I've got, I've got flip side taking that in a very, very, very close game five. Or five game series, I should say. It's funny, last time Wiener Girls and Flipside faced each other, it was... So Wiener Girls won 4-2, but any, every time Flipside won, so the two games that Flipside won, it was a 7-1 and a 5-1. Oh. And then Wiener Girls like, would do like, you know, like a 1-0-4-1-2-1 free stand and stuff. But it's like, when Flipside would just suddenly just go, yeah, I'll win this game and destroy you. And then they'd get back to losing again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like like you said, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go back and forth in games. I don't think it's gonna yeah, be reverse. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna go they're gonna trade games, but uh, yeah. let's say just in game five. Just about. All right. Well, for our final four matches, potentially five matches, we're gonna do them all in one big swoop. Uh, I hope Ben has the uh, screenshots ready for that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's start with Bacon's. Right, let's start with the winners' finals from Bacon, and you can just go losers and then the grand finals. Go for it, mate. So, like I said, this um, is going to be G2 NRG, American LAN. Let's just say it's American winners final. And NRG come out on top of G2. I think most of us would agree on that, like continuing the whole story. You know, a repeat of last season when NRG make it through in the uppers. And, yeah, 4-3 is going to be a super close winner final and actually be quite an epic match. Then going to losers round four. Uh, Dignitas are going to beat out Weedham Girls to get like the resurgence of EU as they try to reclaim the NA land. That's going to be a 3-1 to Dignitas. Loses final, 4-3 to G2. Dignitas are going to be struggling throughout the whole of this, but they persevere. Gets to the grand finals, 4-3 to NRG. I've got a lot of bloody 4-3s. And then a 4-1 to Team Dignitas as they finish it off in great style. And it's basically just going to be them keep on getting stronger as they go through. And you can say a bracket reset, NRG get a bit tired. Hmm. That's interesting you say NRG would get a bit tired. The Dignitas, I think Dignitas have like... energy for days, though. If you've yeah, ever seen you, you, they bring fatigue to the fold, and Dignitas would literally be playing three back-to-back best. They're seasons. robots. It don't matter. That's how they're so good. They just aim hacks are they, built they, in. They've already did. They already <laughs> did that. They did that last Rocket season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They literally did that exact thing last season, and they won. Mm -hmm. They had to three zero cloud nine four two. Well, I can't remember what order was. So they had four two complexity. So yeah, three 0 cloud nine, four two complex against complexity, and then they have their bracket reset four one against energy, and then four three uh, again. So they've seen pretty. So good. my bracket reset is the flip of what actually happened last lab, just for the grand finals, ain't it? No, no, it's the same. Team Dignitas, oh, team, team Dignitas came from the losers bracket because they lost to energy in the semis. No, no, I'm saying there in the grand finals it was four one for the first grand finals, and then the oh reset, I see, oh, yeah. it went to game right, seven, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think we're not going to get that. It's going to be the bracket reset is after energy. I've just spent, you know, they put all that energy into the first one, thinking that they can't <laughs> excuse go, the pun. Yeah, they can't hey. go to <laughs> they can't go to that possible bracket reset because they don't have the long game that Dignitas have. That's my thinking here anyway. All right, let's go. Yeah, I, I can agree with that as well. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that's pretty solid reasoning overall. Uh, for mm. my bracket, I had um, Dignitas versus We Them Girls in the winners' finals, um, and I've got Dignitas winning four to two. Uh, we Them Girls, I think, are going to show up a little bit, Alan. I think they're going to have a lot of energy going into the uh, the winners' finals. Uh, I think they're going to fall short to Dignitas both there and in the grand finals because I do have them moving through the lower bracket to beat out everybody else. Uh, for my losers' round four, I've got Flipside taking on G2, and I think Flipside are going to edge this out. That one might be another. Controversial uh, uh, thing, but mm -hmm. I'm an mm -hmm. EU fanboy. Um, I have a little bit. I have. A, I have. Despite the inconsistencies, I have faith in Yuko, and I have faith in Mystic System uh, in the way that he's been able to utilize Yuko this season. Uh, and that's the reason why I've got Flipside going this far. Um, I, I think it's going to be obviously the hype train factor is something else to consider as well. I think they're going to be they're going to be really excited to do well at this land. I think they'll be able to follow through with that as a result. Um, when it comes to facing We Them Girls in the losers' finals, though, I think that's where they'll stop. Third place, considering they've been out of the land for two seasons, I think that's uh, that's a fantastic result for Flipside overall. Uh, we Them Girls should be able to take it. I've got another 4-2 down, and then I've got Dignitas winning the grand finals in that first game, 4-3. Uh, I think it will be close, uh, but I do not think the upset is going to happen. I think the dynasty will roll on for the uh, for the rest of the year. <laughs> Sorry, Doomsie, I love you. <laughs> uh, he's only upset because he never had the Doomsie dynasty. You realize? Oh, that, that was great. Like it? that was never a thing. I, no, he, he's just jealous of the name. I think dynasties. I only think of like literally a hundred years plus as a dynasty. Like, and nothing. No, I don't think anything in sports is a dynasty. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I mean it, like. In a, from an NFL perspective, if you win three Super Bowls, then you're pretty much a dynasty at that point. I I can agree with that you win three lands, you get you're becoming dynasty. So if Dignitas nah, win this land, two lands a year. Dynasty. Isn't Super Bowl how, how is Super Bowl every four years or something? Every one year, every, every, oh, it's every, every February. Year? Every February. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's only three years. All right, three years compared to a year and a half. Three years a dynasty. Fuck off. What, <laughs> three years of a dynasty. Jeez. Yeah, I will hold that a year and a half in esports is a long time. It you, is a fucking like, long time actually. Because teams change every half year, it seems. But for them to stick together so long, I would say you can finally call Dignitas a dynasty if they win this land. Technically, we could say it's the dynasty of Turbo Pulsar at the moment with those three lands by that logic, which I'd give it to him. He has been fucking on top form. He's not necessarily been the best player ever at one given time. I don't like that's always a bit debatable because a best player against the best team is a bit harder to see. Because um, a lot of people might say Kadoff or Bunt Panda, Fairy Peak, whatever player. Them. I don't, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to see <laughs> who's the best player at the moment or ever. But that team definitely, Dignitas, is undoubtedly the strongest team probably we've ever seen. Mm. We've, got the, we've got the one up game going I mean, on between Crawford and Doomsy right now. They're spinning rubber bands my, on their fingers. Yeah, and like, I mean, I've got, I've got three I'm spinning around. Yeah, Doomsie you're just doing one. three at once. Like, what yeah. the fuck? You've actually got, got land wristbands and Ryan. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, got two special I've got two special effect ones and I've got the London World Championship one. I thought it was one for the London World Championship. Shit, I didn't fucking know. Did you not get that? No, I didn't know. Wow, mine's in the box. That, that would have gone great with my collection right here. <laughs> <I don't laughs> about that. There's nine plus the tenth one from the major, so there's like too many fucking wristbands. I absolutely love the wristbands. I'm ready for land, boys. Hey. Oh, hey. Lanyard, yeah. I've, I've got my season two and season five one next to each other in a box behind me because I kept them together when I moved. 
I've got so oh, many fucking oh, wristbands around the, and, and lanyards around the place. Mine's are in my cupboard in a bag because I moved. Mine's still in, last, uh, in my I'm, old. I'm a, ow. <laughs> got my finger in my. <laughs> I moved right, then... three months ago and still haven't fully unpacked. So yeah. Right, we're running short on time, so <laughs> right. I'm going to move quickly onto your uh, uh, final four matches. Uh, what do you got? For okay. Us? All right. So. Uh, for me, first of all, Madonna had her first top 10 hit in 1984 <laughs> with Borderline. So that's always interesting. That's the more you know. Uh, but on other important news, I have NRG. Uh, no, wait, no, we'll go up. Winners finals. So Dignitas, Weedham Girls, 4-2 Dignitas. Um, Dignitas, uh, yeah, uh, Weedham Girls, just like, they're good, but they're not Dignitas. And even 4-2 maybe might be a bit of a stretch. I don't know. Nah, nah, screw it. Four two, take the test. I think that's fair. I think that's a very fair, fair result. Um, and then is it lose around four? Or are we doing the? I will say on that one though, Ryan. The last yeah, time they played, Dignitas beat Weedham Girls four zero. Um, I mean two zero, then four three in overtime, then one nil, and then two one. So it's still relatively close. But a four zero is a four zero. You think Weedham Girls have put in the work to beat? Dignitas this time, do you? Ah, oh, no, it's just land. It's a different. Every game's a random. You just have mm. a game, and the next time it's <laughs> predicting a scoreline is so impossible. But um, <laughs> I don't. I just think it's a it's just a different game. I just think four two. It's never usually the same result as two times in a row, unless it's just like I don't know. I just think four two. Hard to say. Really. Uh, in my lose round four, I have NRG beating Cloud Nine. Um, that's always going to be a fun match. I think this is usually where Cloud Nine fall. Um. Wingers energy, yeah, yeah. Usually where they fall, fourth place. So I think energy. They're just going to turn on cloud nine. Energy is going to have their research. They've got their like research and stuff. They're going to play as they should do. And then if they do, they are better than cloud nine. So um, that seems pretty straightforward. Three one. And then I got Weedham Girls versus NRG. So this is going to be a fun one. Um, I just thought screw it for three Weedham Girls because Eve Vice and I just like Weedham Girls. So, um, but I mean that one can go either way. I think. Um, I think you have to. We'll, we'll know that result at the land. So I think we'll know early on the day, like whether it's more likely. I think it's basically. I think it might be clearer on the day, um, like whether one team is going to beat the other. But at the moment, mm. it seems like it's going to be a four-three. Um, either way, really. Uh, so yeah, that means I have William Girls in the finals against Dignitas, and Dignitas going to be like, well, yeah, we've done good. You know, they've had that. Whenever Dignitas lose a couple of games, that's when they're now the best they've ever been. So they've lost a couple of games versus Weedham Girls, and like, oh guys, let's be careful. We don't want to lose a game. And they're like, all right, yeah. So they just go back and they win four-one, maybe even a four-nil um, to create a very anti-climatic final. But I think four-one Dignitas in that one to take home their third uh, victory in RLCS. Fun fact as well, uh, great minds think alike. Me and Dooms are the only two people that have Weedem girls and Dignitas in the grand finals, and we're the only two who didn't predict the bracket reset. Ooh, so there we go. Interesting. Well, that's because it's not as I fun think as a if there wasn't an NA team in the finals, these EU lads would <laughs> not make it home. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. NA is a bit upset at the moment, considering they've only they got the first season, you know, with the Winston NA team. They, they I think they're getting a bit seasons. upset afterwards. And, Can you yeah. imagine that? Five seasons of EU and one of NA. That'd be crazy. It's already crazy before, but mm. like, yeah. Come on, NA. get to work. 
<laughs> right, crafted, finish your stuff, buddy. Right, well, uh, did you know that David Bowie's first hit in the UK in 1960 was used by the BBC in its coverage of the moon landing? I did not know that. That's a very interesting thing. Thank you for sharing that with us. Hashtag Bowie facts. What was Um, the uh, Bowie song? What's that? What was the song? Uh, Space Oddity. Ah, that that would fit (laughs) so well. Yeah, go on. Not Moon Oddity. Yeah. Uh, no, they well, put Starman on it, and it'd just be really surreal. <laughs> that would be that would be better, but um, oh well, hindsight and that. Uh, winners finals, Dignitas against NRG. I've got the rematch. Like I said earlier, the rematch from the grand final of last season. Dignitas take it four two to go through the grand finals. I think NRG will put up, they'll put up one hell of a fight. I think it'll be very close games, but I think the last game. Uh, game six will be a wipeout and Dignitas will just go storming through. Uh, losers round four, I've got G2 against Flipside and G2 win that one 3-1 uh, down in the losers round four. I think you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. Where's the story? I'm sorry, you've been talking about this story all along. About the story's everywhere, Bacon. Come on. You, you, you've ditched your story. Up. It's the G2 story, mate. It's the G2 story and this is where, okay, this yeah. is where it comes to fruition because G2 go through and head, head to the loser's final to take on NRG. They beat them 4-1. And then you have the th- the three-time world champion Turbo Pulse of the two times uh, Violent Panda and K-Dop, the current dynasty, against Kronovi, the original Rocket League man, man, man mountain, going up against each other in the grand finals of Las Vegas. I have G2 winning the first series 4-3, seven games, uh, but then Dignitas won it 4-1 in the bracket. <laughs> 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 what a story. <laughs> Jeez, I don't worry, I'm good, mate. All the way, the big dynasty versus the older, and then they lose. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> but a bit I, like I think, I think this game is saying, like, They'll lose a couple of games, and then you just go, oh, okay, we got to win this now. Yeah, I, no, I, I think... Can. I think this kind of builds from last season. I think last season at the World Championship, we kind of built Kronovi and G2 up to be sort of on the comeback, and here they come, and then they got uh, they got knocked out fairly early, didn't they? Well, uh, that's because didn't early. they win E-League and then go on to have a really good like mm. league? Yeah, they did. They, yeah, yeah, well, they didn't even Land win a series. They got, got swept, they got swept by complexity in their first game, the quarterfinals, and then they lost 3-2 to Evil Geniuses. They didn't even win a game. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Your final is interesting, though, because you have a bracket reset, but then the team that did the bracket reset still lost. Um, mm. And that has never, never happened, happened in an RLCS history. Fun fact. It's yeah, every, every year. Win or just a straight win from mm. the uh, winner bracket team. So. It's happened in tournaments before, of course, and it can be quite common. Yeah. Um, it can be done. I know that happens quite a lot in the Asian region with their stuff, uh, where it's generally the team that comes through the winners uh, will come out on top in the end, but it's because they don't put the energy in. Like it feels in pro level. I don't know, Ryan, you might be able to back us up, but teams do like some will conserve their energy by not putting that all into a game, then suddenly step it up where they're more, they're communicating more, they're more focused, more intense on it. Is that actually a thing? I think people just, people like. just always, no matter what, they just try the hardest in the beginning. So a team never like, um, I, don't know, I think it's more you can get drained after uh, if you have to play in a straight game. So I think it depends. Obviously, it depends on each person. But like, if you have to play like th- more than three series in a row, like if it's the best of seven, like I think after this, if you have to play a third series, that's when it starts to drain on you. Um, but mm. I think you know a, a team never consciously decides 
the energy is like we're going to put in the energy. It's just sort of like they they're always trying 100 from the beginning, and it's just how it naturally sort of drains over time. So a team will never like start a li- like a team team start slow can, can start slow in a game and then build up. Um, but they never really has like if they're already well into a tournament, they don't really sort of have a, like a mm. dull and then come back again. It's usually a pretty consistent mm. up or down. Yeah, so so you would never really um, like going back into early early in the bracket. You never think this is an easy team. We're just going to take it easy, uh, sort of conserve our energy a little bit because we got a, be- a better team up next, and we know we can beat these guys. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, fairly easily. So you you would never think that because you would uh, you would end up sort of overthinking and underestimating your opponents, and you end up end up losing. Is that, is that roughly right? Yeah, the teams just focus on like the game so they're like okay this is we're game here let's just play like feel out this team warm up and then after the first game they're like okay we need to just get this strategy they're just literally the, the focus is so hard on winning the game game by game that there's not really any like long-term strategies of how you do things it's just mm. each game one at a time which is how you should play it just play who's in front of you essentially mm-hmm. well well there you go there we go. Those are our prediction brackets. And the main consistent, I think we have to take away from this, is that Dignitas will win the World Championships. Uh, no Everyone fucking debates it. on that one. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know anyone who has stated the contrary at the moment. I, I, I don't, yeah, like, there, there's, just no, there's just no real contest at the moment. Like, Dignitas one thing I will good. say is that Dignitas will win it, but I think Justin or Garrett G, one of the NRG lads for once, uh, the losing team in the finals will get the MVP of the tournament. I don't know which mm-hmm. lad. I haven't thought of it. I haven't seen the first day like we agreed upon. But that's going to that. be... Well, that's it. It's not been done. It's always been the winning team gets the MVP. I think this will be the first time that doesn't happen, especially at home in an NA. I reckon mm-hmm. there's more for if, it to break the mould there. If that was going to happen, it would have happened last season. Garrett G was the MVP of last season. But oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. always pick... They, I, I don't know if it's a rule or Sionic sort of like... I don't know if the science forced the panel to do this, or they just—it's just such a subconscious thing to go. Just look at those three players who won and pick one of them. Um, They—I think they just pick the winning, like they the, just, be- the best part of the winning I always find it weird as well. I can remember back when um, no, um, Northern Gaming won land with Toby Pulsar in that, and yeah. Devo was the MVP of the tournament. Now Devo turned up on day three. Uh, don't get me wrong, or was it day two at that point? But the very first two days, I think it was, he wasn't there at all. Like they were very yeah, lackluster just... in that. That, that, so that, the... that was the that that was the same thing with Cade up though last mm, season. Because yeah. that, that, that yeah. I'm not gonna lie, he was the weak link of Dignitas in in that grand final. Mm. Yeah, that's why they like keep switching out. Like they keep like giving each other like the players on the team. They're like. I'm not the MVP. They just give it to like Kate. Like it was like Katoa gave it to Kade up in season four. four. <laughs> and then in season five, Caleb's like, no, like, <laughs> <it> gives it. <laughs> it's like, like the panel just cannot get these MVP awards right. Come on, like, yeah. Who is like, the panel? Do you have like, any idea? Because it'll be the casters. It'll be the broadcast team. Uh, yeah, it's 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 the RLCS. Um, well, the thing is, what it is, it's the RLCS. Um, it's a mixture of like the actual analysts on the desk and loads of people backstage. And a lot of the time, the people who are picking it backstage have no idea what Rocket League is going on. They just they're like production. They don't really know. Wow, so it's a bit messed up. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, okay, because now we, we've got the LRS casters this time around, so it'll all be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say at the same time, you can't do it statistically because statistics do lie. You know, stats like your striker generally isn't your um, best player on the team because it can mm. be 
a defensive powerhouse. Let's just take um, Scrub Killer for Vitality being, I think, the best player on that team this season. Yeah. But he might have not always had the best stats because he was focusing on saves instead of shots. And you get more points from shots statistically. If you're a striker, you're going to come out on top. We all know it. Yeah, it's a lot of um, there's a lot of players out there who sort of do a lot of the um, what's the word like greed? The, the, no, no, it's, it's the, the the dirty work or like the work that doesn't get seen, doesn't get credited. Yeah, you know, like if you have like a really good midfield game, for example, and you're just constantly helping with pressure or something. Anchor like players I always put like passion that just he never yeah. gets an MVP. Yeah, but you can be. I mean, he wouldn't get anyway. But like, uh, I, I see him. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but you can have a lot of. Uh, yeah, you can have a lot of people who do dirt work. But it's always like the star players that get like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got. A, I've got a question for you guys. We've all got Dignitas winning uh, the world championship in some way, shape, or form. But if not them, then who? Who? Who would be your second choice, regardless of what you predicted in the in your bracket? What would you? Who would be your uh, second choice to take the world championship? NRG. Um, well, I guess we can go. I mean, like, I can't. That's what I put, and that's kind of what I think anyway. But yeah. I mean, it's like we. It, it'll either be Weedham Girls or NRG. It's my two. Yeah, th- th- those would be my two picks. I think I'd favor Girls slightly over them, but I think it comes down to the day more than anything else. Like, the, 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 the problem with picking someone other than Dignitas is that there is no clear fucking, like, there, there's no clear contender. Like, Dignitas are just, like, leagues mm. beyond anybody else right now. Yeah. So, uh, um, and everybody else is stuck, like, a generation behind the current meta of Rocket League. If that's, like, an, a, a good metaphor to put it, like, almost. Like, yeah. Dignitas are playing 2019 and everyone else is playing 2018. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that's I, what I'm saying. See, my I, thoughts I, on that is a bit weird. So I look at my bracket and I've got G2 finishing ahead of We Don't Girls, but it's all because of how the bracket aligns. Exactly, of course, I think exactly. NRG is stronger than We Don't Girls, but I personally think We Don't Girls are stronger than G2. It's just purely because I have got the impression that G2 are going to have a very good first date, a very good second date, and then they generally fall off at the end on that last day. G2 sort of like crumble, where they just can't keep up that amount of stress, that amount of pressure. So Mm -hmm. for me, G2 get through to the last day, uh, maybe not in the same fashion as what I was saying, because they do come out just one game short in each uh, one. But I would say Weedham Girls are a better team than G2. I'd have to agree with you. I think uh, my two, if if I was just to pick two of the best of the rest teams, I would pick uh, Weedham Girls and probably G2 as well. I know you got NRG sort of floating around up there. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a really tough question, to be quite honest, but I, I, w- I would put G2 and uh, and Weedham Girls up, up, in, up in that sort of second and third place. If it was just straight pick the second and third best teams not how the bracket plays out but um of mm. course w- we can say all this stuff and it's not really going to matter come friday <laughs> saturday and sunday because yeah crazy stuff can happen it's happened before and uh we're, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens i think well we'll have to wait and see make sure you're tuning into the rlcs grand finals this coming weekend uh any other tournaments that also might be going on fun uh, little teasers about that but uh, i'll leave that for the weekend has come by that point but for now 
That's it. We Aftershock is done for another week. 15 minutes uh, late in this case, but I think that's what it finds, <laughs> is there was a lot to discuss. And uh, yeah, like yeah, uh, massive shout outs to Craftman and Doomsie for coming on. Like uh, I Thank kind you. of organized this like Welcome. barely a week ago. And you know, uh, uh, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving your predictions. Thanks for the insight that you, you boys have brought. I think well, uh, it's, it's, it's been one of the best episodes we've done. Oh, thanks, oh. Thanks, thanks for having us. No. It's, yeah, been, it's, been uh, it's been really fun. Thank you. Good stuff. <laughs> Love to well, come back. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back for our Pick'em Challenge later on. But uh, next week, we'll be bringing you the results of the Pick'em Challenge, plus all the results from RLCS. We'll be capturing up with the Gfinity Elite Series and the Thunderdome as well. So make sure you tune back in. There's going to be a packed episode already. We haven't even got most of the results. So there we go. <laughs> um, once again, I've been Switchblade J. My co-host has been Digital Bacon. And of course, make sure you follow all the channels that uh, we have at RL Aftershock, the Twitch, twitch.tv slash RL Aftershock on Twitter at RL Aftershock. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast now currently available on eight different platforms, including Spotify and Google Podcasts. Bacon, final thoughts for the day. Uh, Lord of Rings is a better series than Star Wars. Talking about yeah. oh, oh, mate, we're gonna get into a debate off the airways. Yeah, the best thanks, again. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And uh yeah, see you back here next week for even more from the aftershock. Bye!